Okay, welcome to episode 86 of Across the Pond. My name is David Ashball, as always, joined by my co-host, Sixten Funquist. And Sixten, we are finally looking at the SHL finals, and it should be a good one. Lulio and Faria's dad, and I gotta say, I think I'm gonna be rooting for Lulio because, you know, they haven't won it since 1996, so I always like to to see a a fresh winner. Yeah, they've only won it once, so Mm. it's going to be really cool. And a bit of a background, my my grandfather... uh, was from the Lulio area. So back in 96, I was really rooting for Lulio and he got me, you know, a sheet with all the autographs and stuff like that. So Lulio has a special place in my heart uh, for that reason. Um, and getting right into like the finals, there are two completely opposite teams meeting with the Ferry Star going, uh, I don't know, all guns blazing right now. And Lulio with their very, very compact style defensive hockey. It's not defensive hockey, but they're, they're, trusting their D to do the work and then to transition. And uh, it's going to be great fun. Yeah. And when you've got defense like Lulio, and of course, even if their defense fails, you've got a guy like Joel Lozanante between the pipes. It's uh, definitely yeah. not a team that gives up goals easily. That's for sure. But like you said, I mean, Faryastad has, uh, has been demonstrating that they're kind of an offensive uh, powerhouse, um, especially against Roga. I mean, they had that 5-4 win to win it in game six. They had a 6-2 win in uh, in game three. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, you know, we've seen the capability of uh, Faryastad's offense. So it's uh, it'll be really, really interesting to see how their offense stacks up against the Lulio defense and uh, and goaltending. Yeah, and just to piggyback on the Joel Lassinanti uh, tangent here, uh, he has his... <laughs> have you seen his stats? I have not. <laughs> save percentage. Save percentage. Uh, 92.95. <clears throat> One shutout and a goals against average of 1.57. Yep, that's not bad. No, it's pretty good in 10 games played. Uh, so, yeah, on the goalie side, uh, it's it's actually Dominic Furch has played 12 games, so he's got a bit more, but he's he has a 225 goals against average, uh, a 91.25 uh, save percentage, and they both have one shutout each. So, uh, yeah, the advantage to Lassinante there and... Uh, He's been on fire, man. He's been really good. Yeah, and I mean, both these teams are capable of offense as well. I mean, the top four players right now in uh, points for the playoffs are two Lulio players and two Faryastad players. We've got Pontus Andreasen uh, with 11 points for Lulio. Uh, per Aslan and Theodore Lundstrom both with 12 points for Faryastad. And then, of course, Linus Omark with 14 points for Lulio. So both teams have, have offensive capability as well. And we should mention that Pontus Andreasen has served a two-game suspension as well. So he, he's had, he has his 11 points in eight games played yeah uh, that, and, that was a weird suspension i gotta say did you did you see the, the no, incident kind of thing? no i didn't catch the incident what happened well it's a there's a the, there's a non-puck carrying defenseman and andreas goes in and he gives him the elbow tries to cover it up a bit but obviously it's a it's a clear-cut you know illegal check but at the same time that they, they they don't keep their level of refereeing, you can see it all you know every now and then. It doesn't follow along some sort of pattern. So because I, to me, we've seen a, num- a number of other instances similar to the one we saw uh, with the player getting no suspension at all. So yeah, I can see it being a suspension, but then you must do the same thing in other situations as well. So yeah, you got to keep things consistent. Yes, consistency was the word I was looking for there. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that you that you get it that way because it could easily decide 
a fate for one team or another. I'm not saying it's not an illegal thing. He didn't do, he, he clearly broke, you know, some sort of rules. But if he is to serve a suspension, other players are to serve suspension as well. So I just want to get it out there. But the first line of, of Lulio with Pontus Andreasson, Linus Omark, and my personal favorite, Johanna Turvenem, man, they've been lighting it up, man. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's uh, it's going to be a good series start to finish. And I definitely feel like this series has the possibility of going a full seven games with, with these two teams. Um, it'll be interesting to see. But, you know, it all gets kicked off 3.15 Saturday afternoon. So that's uh, that's definitely one to put on the calendar. Yeah, and I'm working that game as well. It's going to be awesome. It'll actually be my last game of the season. So, uh, but I'll try to, to catch the games uh, other than that as well. Uh, what's weird to me is that they they're doing a back to back here. Uh, they're playing Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So I don't know what why. Really. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird kind of schedule, but I don't know. Maybe there's a, there was a conflict with one of the arenas, or because you know typically when it is the last series, they have you know a game on one day, game or uh, day off. Game the next yeah, exactly. day, day off. So that's, uh, yeah, that's obviously going to be uh, a tough back-to-back for both those teams. You're going to have some tired legs come Wednesday morning. Yeah, and it it also involves travel because they're playing every other game home and away. So had it been, you know, home, home, away, away, stuff like that, I could have seen a back, back-to-back more. It would have, the back-to-back would have been easier to explain, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird to me. I think, I think... Maybe in the whole, like in the scheme of things, it doesn't really, in the grand scheme of things, I should say, uh, it doesn't affect a lot. But I can see the Thursday game being a bit, it could be sloppy because of tired legs and it goes back down to Karlstad. It's weird. It's, I don't, I can't see the reasoning behind it, really. Well, and I mean, it, that that's that's no small travel either. I mean, Lulio and Karlstad are, I don't know what, about a thousand kilometers apart. Nah, not quite, but uh, well, maybe actually. Yeah, I think it's pretty close to it actually, because like, I mean, Karlstad is just well east of Sto- or uh, west of Stockholm, about the yeah, same. East of Stockholm is Finland, dude. Yes, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's about the same latitude as Stockholm. Um, it's but... actually it's uh, you, you're dead on. It's one thousand eighty four kilometers to drive. Oh, there you go. Uh, how about that? So like that, I mean that's uh, <coughs> sorry I mean that's that you know that's only about an hour plane ride but still yeah it's still yeah you have to you know especially when it's back to back you finished the game you traveled probably I would say the in that, the morning I say I no I think I they get on a plane that night I don't I, I don't think teams like to travel on the, the you know before game, a game day, yeah so. that's true yeah maybe actually. But yeah, it's 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 weird schedule. Like you said, you know, if it was a uh, uh, you know back to back in the same arena, not as big of a deal. But uh, no. having to play at seven thirty in uh, Karlstad on Monday and then seven thirty in Lulio on Tuesday, that's uh, that's a real quick turnaround. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, could have been worse. Obviously, the travel could have been longer. But you don't that you you can't really take that into account when making the schedule. So I'm not sure I, I like it, and I'm not also not sure I like. Uh, where are you with the, you know, playing every other game home and away? Would you rather see, you know, when they play? I don't, I don't home, like home it. Away, away? I like the, uh, I like the the NHL uh, uh, structure of playoffs where you do um, the the top team gets to play the first two games at home and then the next two games away and then it goes back and forth for the last four games yeah. or for the last three games. Three, yeah. 
I would agree with that. I think that's the most beneficial. Obviously, you can take it, the home advantage away quite quite easily. Um, but no, I'd, I'd prefer the NHL way as well, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it eases, it gets a bit, it, it, there are obviously less trips as well. Yeah. I mean, it cuts down on, you know, travel fatigue and travel costs for the team. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, either way, it uh, should be, should be a good series. Um, uh, do you want to make a prediction? Oh, yeah. I've been dead on with my predictions, haven't I? Yeah. How, um, how did that, that Rogo Oscar Sham series turn out? Did, did Rogo win it, win it in five games like, like you had predicted? I think we talked about this before, Dave. <laughs> Fuck you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think this. Oh, I hope it goes down the wire, really, because I think it can. We, we're we can expect some really good hockey here. Okay, let's do like like section by section. I think Ludo has the edge, obviously, in net with with Lasinanti and if need be Wallstead compared to to uh, Furch and Hildeby. I think is the second goalie. Yeah, uh, or backup rather. On D, with Lepista having arrived and playing really well, I think it's pretty even, Steven, really. And in terms of offense, I got to give it the edge to Ferrystad, man. I don't know. It's tough to say because, uh, I mean, in previous years, obviously, Lulio has been one of the, uh, you know, top defensive teams in the league. But some of the, you know, some of the, some of the guys they acquired this year were like Linus Omerk and Brendan Shinneman. Um, I mean, those are those are big scoring, offensively capable guys. So it's it's tough to say, really. I think these are two really evenly matched teams, except yeah. maybe in goal, in goal. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I spoke, I did, you know, one of the previews, like the prior to every game series during during the playoffs, we have some sort of head to head interview where you talk to two, two players. And I spoke to, I've been talking to the same players throughout the playoffs to get some sort of consistency and a red thread. You can kind of, you know, piggyback off stuff and stuff like that. And I spoke to Joachim Nygaard uh, with Ferristad. And he's, he, I think he pinpointed the exact key to the series. And that would be getting the inside in the, in the ozone for both teams as Lulio are very good in boxing out. And Ferristad have been very dynamic in their D. So getting those, getting the play on the inside on the opponent it's a it's a cliche, obviously, but I think it comes very true in this series because both teams can kind of hunker down in the D zone. And sure, breakouts will be one thing, but getting the cycle and getting the you know getting those long shifts, I think that will be the most important thing because both te- teams can kind of defend on the breakout or, or defend the rush with pretty decent goalies. So getting those long shifts, especially when you have the long. Uh, long way to the bench in the in the in the second period i think the second periods will be the key here maybe to pinpoint to go very deep here because both teams are can play long games in terms of getting to overtime they're both pretty pretty good conditioning wise so yeah getting the inside i think is the most important thing and i think i think if if Ferrystad can keep their cool and not getting frustrated while when lulu when lulu do box them out on the cycle play I think the edge goes to Ferrystad. Fair enough. So, what's your prediction? Ferrystad in seven. Ferrystad in seven. I was going to say Lulio in seven in overtime. Oh, that. that would be something. A game, yeah, a game seven overtime winner would be uh, would be quite special to see. So, yeah, yeah I'll say I'll say Lulio in seven in overtime. 
Yeah, let's hope it goes down the wire here. I think uh, let's hope for as much as ho- as much hockey as possible. It's obviously yeah, exactly. the the last few games of the SHL season here. So uh, should we do some sort of kind of roundup kind of thing of this season so far, or do we? Well, maybe let's do that after the after the final yeah. has concluded, and we can do like a quick kind of like yeah, like do a recap of the whole season kind of thing. Were we supposed to do something today? We said last episode. I have no idea. Were we? I don't keep I don't I keep don't. track of these things. No, I'm just here for I don't know. <laughs> I just I, I don't know. Really. <laughs> I just worked you know, totally well me in planning. <laughs> but uh, um yeah, it'll be an interesting series. Uh we should also talk about uh, obviously the Allsvenskan series, Bjorkloven versus uh, HV71. Um Yeah. Uh, which, uh I believe HV71 is up 2 to 1 in that series. Uh yeah, they are. And uh, it's been there their wins have been they're playing tonight actually um their their wins have been very lopsided uh 6-1 in the first game and then 5-1 in the third game away uh, uh they are playing the NHL style of hockey i just realized oh uh, they are hockey oh yeah yes. they are ah yeah so uh yeah cuz first two games were in yon shopping and uh game 3 was in bjorkloven and so is tonight which starts at 6:30 yeah, it's not the town of Bjorklevan, dude. It's Umeå. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> How long have you been here for? I don't know. Maybe you should name your teams after the towns they're in. No. Like normal well, hockey where's teams. The, <laughs> where's the fun in that? Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think many people expected Bjorklevan to win a game. Uh, no. And so just being able to come away with that one victory against HV71 has got a, you know, it's definitely a morale boost on the bench for them that shows them, hey, we can still, you know, hang with these guys. So, um, uh, but I mean, tonight's in a, an extremely important game, obviously, because it's either going to be 3 1 for HV71, which I think it would, you know, would be uh, 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 another, you know, nail in the coffin for Bjorkloven. Yeah. But if they are able to tie this series up, then I think it's, you know, it's going to be up for grabs. Yeah. And that, uh, much as as much as the we've just said about um, about the SHL final kind of thing, I really hope this goes down the wire as well, like a game seven overtime kind of thing. Because even if the championship is on the line for the SHL teams, this is literally a lot of their future on the line here. Because the difference between playing in hockey Allsvenskan and the SHL is gigantic yeah. in terms of revenue, uh, exposure, sponsorship deals, just the you know, the financial situation or the financial ramifications, if you will, uh, of those games is insane. And with Bjerklevin, I can't even remember when Bjerklevin played in the SHL the last time. I think it's in early 2000s, maybe. 2003? Two? I don't know. Oh, hold on. I've and actually got the Bjerklevin page up on Elite awesome. Prospects right now. They're, they're, it's a classic team. And with HB71 having put down quite a lot of money to, to, to uh, make a quick return to the SHL. Oh, what's not to like, really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And uh, if possible, I might catch a bit of the, tonight's game. Uh, yeah, 2000, so. 2001 was their last uh, season in... Uh... Yeah, 21 years then. Yeah, and what well when it was back as uh, known as the Elite League back then, and yeah, I mean they've had uh, they had a real bad run where they uh, you know got dropped down to Division One and then worked their way back up through Hockey Eta and back to Hockey Elsvenskan. So uh, yeah, they've come a long way. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and uh, they were so close yet last season as well. But yeah, 
I would like to see HV71 back, but at the same time, it would be really, really cool to get Birk Levin up in the SHL because the rivalry of the North, we talked about this with Andrew Kaloff especially, would be oh, just something else. You know, they, they really hate each other up there. <laughs> they really do. Yeah, that would be cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, just looking at the so, roster. We're going to a game, dude. Just looking at the roster as well, Birk Levin has six Canadians playing on their team. I wouldn't be able to name one. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, the only one, actually, the only name I recognize um, is uh, Adam Plant, who actually played for the West Kelowna Warriors when I was broadcasting for the uh, Merritt Centennials. Who are the other ones? Uh, okay, so we got Charles David Baudouin, Adam Plant, like I just mentioned, Jerry Fitzgerald. Wow, great name. Uh, that's an awesome name. Jerry Fitzgerald. Uh, Felix Girard, uh, Ryan Gropp, Alex Hutchings, and Francis Perrault. Yeah, so I'm, I know Hutchins has played with Oscar Thomas um, among other te- teams, and he's been very prolific in scoring, but I don't think he's had a great season. Well, decent, actually. Yeah, I'm just looking at all their profiles right now, and none of them really are, uh, you know, guys that you probably recognize unless you actually knew them personally. Mm, that's true. <laughs> but, but, well, it's a, kind of like, uh, you know, um, career AHL guys. Exactly, exactly. I'm just interested in Yuna Wotline and there. This is quite cool. This is live research here. Uh, nope. I thought he was related to Yuka Wotline, but never mind. He was not. Um, what's your prediction here? Are you an HH71 guy or Birkland? Um, I mean, I, I always love to root for the underdog. So I, I, I got to be pulling for Bjorkloven, but realistically, I, I would have to say HV71 is going to win it. Yeah. I'm. Um, I completely agree with you here. Uh, I think, I think if no matter the outcome, if it goes the uh, way for, for uh, HV seventy one today, I think that's the backbreaker for 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 Bjorklund, and they really need a win tonight. Um, but who knows? I mean, they've done it before, so yeah. But HV seventy one only has two losses in the playoffs so far. So wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. That's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a very steep hill to overcome for Bjorklov and, and especially already being down in the series. It's uh, it's yeah. going to take uh, take something special for them to to be able to win this series. But like you said, sure. uh, hey, at least maybe they can win another game and at least push it to, uh, you know, game six or hey, maybe even game seven would be cool. Did you see the situation after last game when Daniel Rahim fired a slap shot at the end of the game? Yeah, I did see that. One player. So where are you at that? You say that, you know, a funny thing. No, uh, it's a reckless play that should be suspended. Fair enough. How much does it do for for the, uh, you know, the intensity of the, the series here? Oh, it definitely notches things up a notch or, you know, knocks things up a notch because that's uh, that's kind of a dick move at the end of the game. Um, it is, yeah. So like that, and, you know, people, you know, players aren't going to forget that. And I mean, it wasn't exactly a super hard shot, but it still is not something you should be doing at the end of the game, right? So. Exactly. He was uh, actually reported to the Department of Player Safety for uh, uh, an intent to injure here. So I think he'll. He hasn't come down yet. I don't. That's weird. Why is that? What but, the? Yeah. I actually. Um, I don't know. Wanted to get away from Swedish hockey because there's an international tournament going on right now. The under 18 tournament. The NH- uh, Okay, never mind. <laughs> the Vancouver. No. <laughs> Uh, but no, the uh, IIHF under under eighteen World Championships are going on right now, um, and uh, I was actually just looking at the uh, 
the score leaders right now. And Yuri Kulic of the Czech Republic has eight goals and two assists in four games played. And Jonathan Lekermacki has three goals and seven assists in four games played so far in the tournament. Oh my God. That's yeah. insane. So there's uh, the team Sweden has some recognizable players. I mean, Matthias Havelid is uh, also has nine points in four games played. Uh, so Sweden's been doing pretty well so far in their four four games uh, that they've played. Did, did you see the Connor Bedard goal the other day? Well, it, last night, I guess. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, it's insane. It's I don't know how he how. <laughs> so he goes down the right wing. Uh, with I mean, not too fast. He has the, the defenseman in front of him. And it, it's based, basically from the uh, extended goal line. He hits uh, yeah the first uh, top corner. So short top corner, short side. It's uh, it's something else. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I haven't seen a goal like it in quite some time. I mean, and uh, Connor Bedard is only 16 years old, but playing in an under-18 tournament, it almost seems unfair yeah. that a player with his talent is playing in that tournament. Yep, yep. He's... Uh, he, He's uh, he's good. I gotta say, I'm actually sending you the the, the link here so you can watch it. It's uh, <laughs> I'll also retweet it on the podcast Twitter account because anyone else wanting to, <coughs> sorry, kind of see something. I, I, I'm finding it hard to kind of put into words what he done, what he did. But yeah, how about that? Hockey is for everyone, stuff like that. So okay, this is hilarious. One of the goaltenders for Team Sweden is named Lucas Sweden. Lucas Sweden. Except spelled with an I instead of an E. <laughs> that's that's funny. You're weird. What? It's funny. <sighs> He's an HV71 prospect, actually. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, should we go the... through some transactions? Oh, yeah. There has been quite a few over the last few uh, few days. My, uh, my phone's has been indeed. blowing up with notifications from elite prospects. Yeah, me too. Uh, the most noticeable, well, not noticeable, is that, oh, actually, Anton Vedin is injured. Did we talk about this? We did not. So he'll probably miss the first month or so of the SHL season next year uh, for, for Timro. That's a bit of a blow. Uh, I'm just going through the the uh, EP transfer notifications here. Jeremy Boyce has extended with Timro. No surprise there. What is bit of a surprise to me is that Lucas Ekestol Jonsson has left Rögle and I don't know where. Well, a trio of a trio of players are leaving uh, Rögle. Lucas Ekestol Jonsson, Valtteri Kamalainen and Samuel Johansson are all saying they will not be returning to Rögle, but neither uh, uh, all three of them have not announced a team that they will be signing for. No. Uh the thing is there are four players according to Expressen. Oh, I'm just looking at the EP one right now. No, they just they were. It was sloppy reporting. It's three. So okay, hmm. weird. Simon Johansson. I think he'll be get p- picked up in the SHL. Maybe Camelain, and it's not a surprise. I think it that was just the remainder of the season anyway. Um, what's I don't I don't get the Ekestol Jonsson release. If it might be. Might be he wanting out, maybe. Yeah, I'm not too sure, honestly. Because he's been really good. Yeah. I gotta say, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, a bit strange, honestly. 
But we'll I have think, to wait and is see. He, is he drafted? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Let me check. Because it might be a North American kind of thing, obviously, with the KHL. No, he's not. Being, uh, well, that would be some sort of. I think he won't have a tr- he won't have a problem getting a new. No, uh, he's, he's going to find a team no problem. That's that's for sure. Sam Johansson is reported to have signed a deal. Well, no, actually, a verbal agreement with uh, Brinas. So oh, well, there you go. Be a great pickup for them. But Lucas Ekestal Johansson, nothing to <coughs> report just yet. A couple. Um, of that's big... an interest an interesting one to to follow actually. Yeah, but a couple of big moves as well. As, uh, Philip Cedarquist uh, announced he's signing with Alexan for next year. Uh, played with your Gordon, obviously, this season. And then this is a big loss for Raybro is Robin Kovacs moving to Switzerland. Yeah, there are some mm, rumors about him, but uh, I'm not. Let's not go into details. But there are rumors about him making uh, stuff that wouldn't that uh, kind of forced him out of the club. Uh, if we get some confirmation, I'll <clears throat> I'll let you know. Uh, but yeah, to me, it's. The loss for the league because I really love watching him play. I really do. He's uh, a joker out there. He can, can kind of create stuff on his own. So, but he'll he'll have fun in Switzerland, I guess. Yeah, and uh, for Lunda, also losing one, two, three, four, five players, two goaltenders. We talked about Matt Tompkins last week and uh, kind of the rumor of him potentially signing with Faryastad. I don't believe that's confirmed it seems to be yet. a done deal. It does, okay. Yeah, but uh, Theodore Niederbach, Jensels, and Stefan Elliott, Matt Tompkins, and Nicholas Rubin all leaving for Lunda uh, at uh, this off season. Yeah, and so for um, Lunda has uh, well has a big uh, big gap between the pipes to fill. That's for sure. Yeah, but they've they've signed Lars Johansson, so I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, and he's been uh, decent in the KHL. I think we've talked about him before. Uh, th- it seems to be for Lunda will never be a team that it, going into a rebuild, but they will do a retooling on the fly here. So I would expect some decent names uh, coming in here. I could see them going for Ekisol Jonsson actually. Yeah, yeah, actually, that would be a decent pickup for them. Well, a great pickup, and I think he would he would fit their game quite well. Uh, we had a retirement this week as well. Morton Madsen, longtime KHL or a, a, a SHL. Player also played the DEL, um, was a representative for Denmark in a couple of uh, Olympic Games, uh, announced his retirement this week. Yeah, and he'll be joining the, the team staff, or rather the organization staff. He is, uh, I don't know the, the, the meaning of it, but apparently he's sports coordinator and scout now in, with Team Row. So awesome for him. Uh, sports coordinator. Is that a fancy word for uh, for hockey op- uh, president of hockey operations? I'm not. Sure. I honestly don't know. The uh, well, because like, uh, I don't know if you're translating it, but like, I know the the SHL has different terms for like general manager. No, this is a literal translation director. of the Swedish word sport coordinator. So I don't huh. know. I've never seen it before. That is interesting. Huh. The role has been put in place to get a more. Also, I'm. I'm I'm translating on the flyer. The role has been put in place to get a more structure in administrative questions regarding the sport. What the hell does that mean? I have no idea. Where Morton will be working with the first team on both the men's, men's and women's side, the ju- uh, junior side. He'll be working as a scout and he'll be working with the U20. Jesus Christ. Well, he won't be uh, <laughs> resting, that's for sure. 
That's weird. Yeah. Well, so. Um, <laughs> okay. So they're actually looking for a, a, a general manager. So during that time, he'll be the general manager as well. <laughs> okay. Good for that him. That is a lot of responsibility. He yes. is going to be a busy man. My goodness. <laughs> Here you go, Morton. Take the reins. We're out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think he'll need more than 24 hours to fill his days. Anyway, uh, another not our problem. Uh, Manny Logren, who did not, not actually have any games played with Hjurgården this season. I don't know. Was he injured? He, I don't think but, so. But uh, he signed on with the Lakers for next season. Him and, that, uh, him and his hair. <laughs> Always see it flowing out cut, the back did, of his helmet. Did he, he cut his hair? I, I, I think he's short hair now. Is he? I, oh, I think he, that's... Maybe that's why he didn't play this year. He just lost his oh. power. You cut, you cut the hair, Maybe. you lose your skill. You know, he lost his balance. He can't skate. <laughs> it's like a bird without the feathers. You know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, I mean, the, really, the uh, the last kind of big one we should talk about is Simon Edvinson signing with the Detroit Red Wings, a three year entry level contract. Yeah, uh, good for him. It's going to be awesome. I think. The Red Wings keep on uh, picking the the talented Swedes, uh, Edvinson, Albert Johansson, Lucas Raymond, uh, the Kolefjö guy, Berggren. Um, the Detroit Red Wings having good Swedes? That doesn't sound familiar. I, I know. It's a new path for them. I don't know. <laughs> it's I've never seen it before. Actually, there's a rumor about Ekestadionsson to Kloten in Switzerland here. How about that? Interesting. Yeah, too bad, though. Oscar Fantenberg is rumored to be signing with Linköping. Um, that would be one hell of a pickup for them. Theodore Niederbach has left. Actually, Theodore Niederbach has signed with Kolefjö, hasn't he? I believe so, yeah. That's an interesting pickup. I gotta say. I, I'm not sure. Did he? Or was it that just a rumor? I think it's just a rumor because right now on EP, it's still listed as his team next season is unknown. Okay. So, obviously, we're just spitball. Well, Joel Mustonen also uh, is leaving a Raybro to team on. No yeah, he hasn't been good, man. In all honesty. Man, oh, oh, also, what's up with his injury, actually? He, that might, might have contributed to it, yeah. Yeah. So, because what did he, did he break his back? Not break it, but he, did he hurt his back? Was that Some, something I, like that? Yeah, I can't remember the exact situation. I remember him sitting on through. the ice. I think it was the back, yeah. Too bad, but he, yeah, nine points in forty-two games. Um, most of them being played without. Uh, sorry, prior to his injury. Anyway, he hasn't really had a lot of points with in the SHL. His best season was with Arbro, actually, back in fifteen sixteen, where he had twenty-five points in forty-six games. That's good, but after that, sixteen points, thirteen points, twelve points, twelve points, three points in seventeen games last season. No. I think he's headed back to Finland, isn't he? Awesome. I would. Um, other than that, I don't think. Do you want to talk about the NHL? We're getting towards the the playoff here. Yes, um, and for the first time in Las Vegas's history, they have missed the playoffs. Absolutely wonderful. I love it. I was just about to say. I can see you being very sad about this. <laughs> well, that's not making the playoffs, but at least Las Vegas isn't either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Florida Panthers clinched uh, the President's Trophy uh, last night. They've had one. Did they really? The season, man. Yeah, they did. That's cool. Their okay. 58th win of the season. Actually, only it's only happened 
uh, six times prior to this with a team having uh, 58 wins or more. And I think it was the Montreal Canadiens have had 58 plus wins three times. The Red Wings has had it twice and the Lightning has had it once. So it's a massive achievement for, 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 for the Panthers there. And I got to say, they blanked, yeah, sure, it's the Senators, but they blanked them without uh, Giroux, Huberdo, and Barkov in the lineup. And Forsling was actually resting on the D as well. Uh, so, yeah, good for them. Yeah, good for them. And do you know the last time a team went uh, without 20 losses on a season? I guess I'm guessing something to do with the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> 2011, Vancouver Canucks lost 19 games in regulation. Yeah, and how did that go for them in the playoffs? Shut your mouth. It was, it was another team winning the Stanley Cup that year, I think. Mm, maybe. Um, Seems to ring a bell. I do remember mm. buildings on fire in Vancouver. <laughs> but buildings are on fire in, in a Canadian city at any given point when it comes to sports, isn't it? This is true. Oh, actually, the Avalanche uh, only had 18 um, regulation losses this year as well. Really? Yeah. But are they done playing? Well, yeah. yeah they, they, oh, well, they, they got one game left. Yeah, they only got one. So, yeah, that's true. That's cool. And, dude, in the East, all of the playoff teams has 100-plus points. That's insane. Yes. The Capitals have 100 points even uh, with one game remaining. The Bruins, 107. Th- those are the wildcard teams. Uh, I can't the believe Bol- the Bruins are a wildcard team with 107 yeah. points. I know. That would have put them uh, uh, actually second in the Pacific Division. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the Bruins have 170 capitals. Sorry, the Lightning have 108. The Maple Leafs, 113. I'm just going division by division here. We have uh, the Pittsburgh with 101. We have the Panthers with 122. The Rangers with 108. And the Carolina Hurricanes with 116. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. And compare that to the West, where actually six out of the eight teams can reach 100-plus points. If they, no, they cannot, because the Kings have played uh, 82 games. So five out of the eight teams have 102-plus uh, points, I should say. So, wow. yeah, that's insane. That's, <laughs> that's insane. I'm, I'm kind of happy for the Kings here, man. They, they, they've done... A great job, a bit of you know under under the radar with the Flames getting quite a lot of the out of the attention on the Pacific Division here. So the Kings with a 44 win season and uh, securing third place in the Pacific Division. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to all of the guys over there with a, a few team, a few sweets as well. So uh, good for them. And the Minnesota Wild, obviously, 111 points. I I like their coach, man. Dean Nevison has done a great job with. With the with the wild since he took over, um, I'm really intrigued with the with the playoffs starting here uh, Monday, I think. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I think Monday. So I'm actually I, we got asked to pick our our cup winners for the NHL.com social media team, and I I actually said the Panthers. Yeah, I. I mean, I hate to go by regular season standings, but I, I would say it's either going to be the Panthers and the Avalanche or the Panthers and the Flames. Although you can't discount Toronto. I hate to say it. Like, it, it pains me to my very soul <sighs> to say that Toronto is really good this year, but they they are. <laughs> you, you you just died a little, didn't you? Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to go throw up. That's okay. Just <laughs> stop the recording first. Um, do, you know when I want to hear something really cool? Sure. 
Steven Stamkos hit 100 points for the first time in his career this season. What? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. Nope, but he did. Huh. And <clears throat> this is the best part. Are you going to talk about Austin Matthews? You're going to talk nope, about Austin Matthews? Nope, okay. I'm still going to talk about Steven Stamkos. Oh, okay. So, uh, let me do some quick math here. So, on April 12th, he has 103 points now, I should, should mention. On April 12th, he went without a point against the Dallas Stars. Then he had 80 points. <laughs> then he's been two points, two points, three points, three points, three points, four points, four points, two points. Damn. That's insane. That's that is, insane. That is crazy. He had one, two, three, four, five straight games with three plus points. Uh, yeah. A feat only accomplished by four players, I think, and three of them has six. I think it was Jerry Curry, Wayne Gretzky, and Mario. Must have, uh, it must have been Mario, I think. So that's insane. And I'm, I'm guessing here, Curry and Wayne Gretzky get, did it together. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, actually, just uh, just looking at uh, Stamkos's career, like season by season, he came within a hundred points. One, two, or came within five points of a hundred. One. Two three times, right? Three times, yeah. yeah. 98 back in 2018, 2019 was as closest. And then, of course, uh, back in 2011, 2012, when he had 60 goals, he had 97. Um, and then his sophomore year in the league in uh, 2010, he had 95. So, you want to talk about Austin Matthews? Yeah, we should talk about Yeah, Austin we probably Matthews. should because he's um, uh, only the third player since the uh, 2000s to, to hit 60 goals on a season. The Stamkos, yeah. like I just mentioned, was the, the previous one. And then Ovi had, what, 67, I think, in 2007? 60, I want to say 60. Or was it 65? It might have been 67. I'm not too sure. Give me a second. I'll look at it. Either way, it's, it was an absolutely ridiculous amount of goals. Do you know <clears throat> one of the scouting reports I read about Austin Matthews prior to his draft was that it literally said, yeah, he's not a great scorer. He's more mm-hmm. of an Ansek Hopitar style of player. Well, uh... What a comment oh. aged like milk. Yep. Not too well. 65 <laughs> goals he had, by the way. Over. 65, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Austin Matthews in 407 regular season games played has... 259 goals. That's that's insane. insane. Yeah, that's if pretty crazy. You, I mean, how many games have Alexander Ovechkin played in total? 1,000 something, I think. But yeah, he's, he's more than a goal per game or uh, more than a point per game uh, score on his career right now. Yeah. And I got to say, there are a lot of players I love watching. But I really love watching Austin Matthews, Matthews play hockey, man. Jesus Christ. He's because the way he plays with such a, the thing is, you, you, people just credit him. Well, not just, but they do give him a lot of credit for his offensive capabilities, and rightly so, with uh, uh, 259 goals in 407 games. But have you seen him in the defensive zone? I he don't is, watch much Maple Leafs, honestly. Well, you should. <laughs> Uh, so <clears throat> if he keeps this up, I just made some calculations here. If he keeps this pace up throughout his career and plays 
uh, uh, the exact amount of games Ovechkin has played right now, 1,274. Just take a guess how many goals that would equal. 650. Round, round, round it up, actually. 650. 811. Holy Jesus. That's 31 more than Alexander Ovechkin. Wow. Wow. Dude, yeah, that's, that's crazy. We're witnessing something else here. 40 goals, 30 goals, 40 goals, 34, 37, 47, 41, 60. That's his season, uh, career in the NHL. The guy's on pace for 800 goals. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he comes into the league and immediately just is the top, one of the top scorers. He's 24. Because, yeah, his rookie season, he had 40 goals as an 18-year-old. Yeah. And he's only played one full season, which you keep in mind. But oh, last yeah. season, he had 41 goals in 52 games. Yeah. It's, it's beyond belief. I mean, if... Who's yeah, the most crazy. valuable player to, to, his, to his team this season? Well, in the Austin, NHL. Austin Matthews. Either him or Igor Shesterkin. But I'm leaning towards Austin Matthews. Yep. The guy is insane. I, I, I mean, I'm beyond. I, he'll, he'll definitely go down as one of the greatest American players of all time. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's the first American to score 60 goals, I think, in for, I don't know. I don't know when it happened the last time around. Did Madonna do it? Maybe. I'm now, now I need to look this up. Me, we too. This, me too. This is great radio, but I don't care. But um, yeah, that's actually a really good question. Uh, let's see. So Madonna. I got it. Hang on. No, I got, I got uh, it listed by American players in terms of goals. So Brett Hull has... Okay, Brett Hull. Uh, oh, well, that's no. cheating. No, Brett Hull is the only other American-born player. Yeah. He, he eclipsed 63 times. 70, 72, 86. Uh, I would also like to say that Brett Hull is not an American-born player. He is a traitor to Canada. That's, okay, so then he's the first American-born player then. No, he wasn't born in America. No, Matthew is. Matthews is. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah, how about that? Dude, Kevin Stevens had a had a 55-goal season. That's cool. Yeah, I just looked it up. Madonna's uh, total was 50, his highest season. Okay, so out of the top 10 you know, goals in a single season among American players, Brett Hull included, Brett Hull has one, first, second, third, fifth, eighth place. That's crazy. Kevin Stevens is in seventh and tenth, and then Jimmy Carson in sixth, and Austin Matthews is in fourth. He has 60 goals in 73 games. Holy. Brett Hull scored 86 goals in the 1991 season with St. Louis. Yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, I could talk about stats every day, all day. <laughs> I love hockey stats. It's so much fun. But uh, yeah, we should probably wrap it up and then um, we can, I guess, do maybe uh, a recap once the final is over. Yeah, actually. Oh, dude. Uh, there's, damn it. Speaking of the NHL, someone put out, uh, hang on, your, the most ridiculous Wayne Gretzky stat, you know? 
Do you know anyone, anything off, off the top of your head? I think he was the board. Uh, um, are we talking about like when he was like 14 years old and scored like 500? No, no, NHL stats. Oh, okay. no, no, NHL Well, I mean, 216 points in a season is pretty freaking bonkers. Yeah. Uh, there's also Wayne Gretzky is the fastest player to a thousand points. And the fastest player that, you know, the second fastest player to a thousand points is the second, you know, the other thousand points of Wayne Gretzky. So Wayne Gretzky is, is first to a thousand points in terms of games play. And from 1000 to 2000, that's the second fastest player to reach a thousand points. <laughs> that's funny. That's insane. Yeah. yeah you, know, my, you know, my favorite stat about Wayne Gretzky is. Hit me. Wayne and uh, Keith Gretzky are the highest scoring player or uh, brothers yeah, in NHL history. Brothers, yeah, Keith Gretzky and has one point. Four. Four? four? Okay, I think so, yeah. <laughs> that, but still, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give, give me a second. Um, damn it. Craziest Wayne Gretzky stat of all time. Give me a second. I mean, there's some pretty crazy Wayne Gretzky stats. Uh, yeah. Uh, damn it. I, I got it. There's a tweet from Spitting Chicklets. I haven't listened to Spitting Chicklets in forever, but this is a great tweet. I can't open the tweet. Why can't? Damn it. Why can't I open the tweet? Oh, here's one for you. Yeah, Gret- give me. Gretzky won the scoring title by more than 70 points six times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus, if you remove all, all of Wayne Gretzky's goals, you're, he'll still be in first in terms of points. Well, yeah. That's also insane. If you, Not by if, much, though, I guess. If you chopped Gretzky's entire career numbers in half, he'd still be 17th all-time in points. <laughs> oh, my God. They, mm-hmm. I wonder... You can't... No, the comparison Wayne Gretzky to, like, Connor McDavid is... it's. You can't, there's nothing you, you can compare you, no, Wayne can't. Gretzky to. There'll never be a player like that because it was a different game and he was just ahead yeah. of his time. Someone replied 88, 156, uh, 88, 153, 66 career record as the head coach. <laughs> oh my God. Here's one for you Gretzky Damn. could have ended his career with a 1,370 game pointless streak and still would have been a point per game player. Oh my God. He could have gone without a point for more than two seasons and then. <laughs> no, 1,300 games. So he said, I thought he said 100. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Right, I, think well, that, that was, I think that's fun. We went into the random stats of Wayne Gretzky. But yeah, uh, yeah thanks very much for listening, guys. We really appreciate oh it. Actually, taking us out today will be uh, my brother in law with his, uh, his latest single, Wishing Well, uh, available on. Spotify. We got the permission for from Anton Helligran or Hellis to to use our song in the next couple of episodes. And Anton is also the one to uh, who will be uh, editing this episode. So uh, yeah. check him out on 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 Spotify and listen to his song if he if you kind of like it. And um, I think it's awesome. He's done everything on the song. He's written it. He's done the music. He's done the editing. He's, he plays every in- instrument on the song, and he also sings. So uh, give it a listen and. Please uh, stream it on Spotify so you'll get the, the, the streams. That would be very helpful. And spread the song for the love of God. It's like the Swedish Dave Grohl sings and plays oh. all the instruments. <laughs> that might be the, the name of the episode. 
uh, Anton, <laughs> feel free. Um, <laughs> and as per usual, we do. Uh, oh, we need to do some household things. So I got a new job. Uh, I won't be giving away the details, but I'm. I will be very busy from uh, the mi middle of May, and I, I will, well, put everyone up to speed. This might affect the podcast negatively uh, down the line, but it won't for the short time. Um, we don't know just yet because I'm going headfirst into some sort of fire. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, so uh, yeah, that's it, I think. Dixon got hired as a male stripper. <laughs> That's why he's not disclosing the details. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm checking my own body out now. And, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks very much for the support, guys. And uh, obviously coming into the off season and uh, with Sixten's new job, it's uh, it's probably going to slow down. I mean, it's kind of been slowing down for the past uh, month and a half or so. I mean, yeah. life kind of gets in the way sometimes, but uh, we will try and... Uh, Get some interviews in the off season, which are always fun to to, to chat with. We have a massive one coming up. I do I do we, have a massive one, and he's we, promised to come on. We've got kind of a, a backlog of players we have on, and it's it's a lot easier to track them down during the off season when they're not you know when hockey isn't dominating their lives. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I don't know. We'll aim to put out at least one episode every couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah. We really appreciate you guys' listenership. Uh, and of course, our patrons love your support. And 610, I'm assuming, has the list in front of him. I do. Ooh, look at you. Thank you, Henrik, Eric, uh, Adam, who actually followed me on Twitter right now. Thank you, Adam. Uh, Darlene and Tom, Linus, Tobias, and Anton, thank you so much for your support. Uh, actually, I've got some time off next week. We might do that goddamn Patreon exclusive <clears throat> episode. Um, but yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks very much for your support, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, thanks for listening. And as always, stay safe, wash your hands, and support the local business. Please we'll talk don't. later.